0: You're now tuned into the Hardwood Brand Podcast with your favorite guys, Dorian and Kyle. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Hardwood Brand Podcast. It's your favorite guys, Kyle and Dorian.
1: If this is your first time listening, welcome and thanks for checking us out. To our regular listeners, welcome back and thanks for rolling with us.
0: On this podcast, we discuss basketball related topics. And we hope you find our conversations entertaining and educational. If you do, go back to our previous
1: podcast and check them out. And with that said, let's sub ourselves in the game and get this ball moving. Welcome back. This is part two and the conclusion of our conversation with Keon Kendrick. So hope you guys enjoy this one. We'll see you on the next one.
0: I have a question for you as we've been going back and forth. I told Dorian I would try to move um, Hayward and keep Tatum and Brown together. Youth and the money is – you're not paying them anything, so why not keep this going? You're going to lose Rozier because teams are already trying to get him now with Kyrie, but you don't know where Hayward will be after this injury, and why not keep all these guys together with chemistry? How do you feel about that? I mean, we, we – I'm so happy to ask
2: you that. Like that. Because I've had to kind of break this down for a lot of people because I take a little bit after Brad Stevens and his uh, play calling and his X and O game, which is the thing amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a great problem to have. The luxury you are if you're Danny Ainge is you don't have to answer that because they're all under rookie contracts. You have two years before this becomes an issue. Oh. And in two years, we can figure it out. But here's the hardest part of the game that we're not thinking of as spectators is the money. Who's picking up going, hey, we're to try. Right. Game, like, who right. Run, and you just maxed him out, basically. Who's going to pick it up, and he's on a, coming off an injury the next year. So, this year is purely, we're going to see how it works.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: that's where you start figuring out, as Coach Stevens, how do these minutes work? What do you tell a team that was, what, one game for the Fighters? One yes. game. One game for the Fighters and Jalen Brown is worth every bit of the money he's getting. Shocking that when you draft a Gordon Hayward, he was going to come off the bench. So what do you do with Marcus Morris or Marquise? One of the twins. One of them. Right? So now one of the twins, who's actually your 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 glue guy, your, mm-hmm. your your muscle man, your toughness. You start him or you bring him off the bench? Like you can have unbelievable depth if you're Boston.
0: You have you're bodies.
2: To start Kyrie, yeah. Hayward, Tatum, Brown, and and uh, Horford. That five can do a lot. Come off the bench with Rozier, Smart, and the Morris twin, mm-hmm. and Baines. If you need somebody to go elbow right. somebody, but that eight could get it done. Yeah. That eight would compete. Well,
1: like you experience. said, they. I think that would have been a better matchup this finals because you know they seem like like all the young guys seem to have the length, they have exactly. The length to match yeah, up. and they seem very hungry.
2: Yeah, they have all the length, but but inexperienced play the play It did. Factor, it right? did. Just like a played a factor in the, the, the Cleveland series. Like they're they they do not know how to win yet. Yeah. You know, there's no one on that roster that's won anything. No, the one have, that that has won is injured. You know, so even when Gordon, Gordon made the playoffs, but he never won anything. So that whole roster has to go through a complete overhaul of how do we win, who wants to buy in. Egos play the biggest part in team building. Because if you're a what are you telling yourself? Kyrie got hurt. I led us to the Conference Finals. And I now, just by default, have to go back to the bench. It's not like he earns it. We just know Kyrie is arguably better. No debating. He can't even fight that position. Kyrie's coming back. He has a spot. Same thing we like to say with the Morris twin.
1: You just going to sold me to the bench? All that I've done for you? Right? Because Gordon Hayward's coming back, and you got to figure out the matchup play.
2: You don't tell Tatum or Brown they deserve to sit because, like I said, that's a hell of a problem that happens.
0: And that's what my question was. Yeah, what do you do with Tatum and Brown? That's so a
2: hell of a problem. That okay. It's a good, like I said, once again, it's a good problem. Great problem. If you can be Brad Stevens, which as far as I know, from what I do know, players trust him. If you can buy in, which is so hard, what, what matters to you now? Winning, money, or your ego? If we can... Bring all that together and harness it and just say, hey, let's go win. It's nothing like winning a championship. Golden State, Clay's has already told you, I'll take a pay cut. I'm good. Draymond, I got to sign no extension. Don't worry about it. KD, do whatever you got to do. I ain't going nowhere. Like, if we can figure out how to stay together and just go win, Boston is very
1: scary. Yeah, very. It's very scary. Poor LeBron.
0: I mean, he but he knows that LeBron knew he he was watching. LeBron's a smart guy. He knows the Celtics. We'll see with Philly, but the Celtics they have a a good problem on their hands
1: Very much for so. the
0: next couple of years. A healthy Kyrie alone changes everything. Changes that game seven game. Too. Very much so. so we good. I just wanted to ask you on that. So, oh, absolutely. you know absolutely. that as we talked about it before, and I just was like, hey. I would try to move him, but it makes sense. You can't – nobody wants that contract right now. And he hasn't played, so they don't know what they're getting.
2: The same thing with uh, DeMarcus Cousins, Right. You can't offer a max because you don't know what you're getting Oh, times. man, my man Boogie. Which is – like, uh, New Orleans is in a great situation. You know, of course, a lot of people look after him because it's just – if he's healthy and ready to go, you'll be an idiot not to. But if I'm New Orleans, like, you can only give you a one-year deal you know, see how good you are and then we'll re-sign you, you know, in February. You know, we'll give you an extension. But, it's the same issue with Gordon Hayward. Like, we don't know how good you are, We know, you're already guaranteed your money.
1: Right. right?
2: You know, so, if you fit, this all works out. But if you don't, damn, we gotta get three teams involved to cover the money and, give up draft picks and which is Ains has done a great job at getting draft picks. Right. So now you gotta give away some of that and now like it's it just turns into a very, very
1: tough situation. Uh, I mean that injury was like a, a, a gift the gift and a curse kind of thing for yeah, them. Because yeah. it made your young players grow up fast. Very fast. And like you said, I was very sur- I mean we we both me and Kyle said Jason Tatum was polished, but I didn't think he was gonna play the, at he the, the level he played at this most
0: whole polished player in the exactly. Exactly. rookie. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, like,
1: and I had like Jalen Brown because I saw him play at Cal, um, and you know I think he had to adjust to the NBA game this first season. But this year he he figured it out. Definitely was, figured it out.
0: Injuries helped him. Yeah, because sure. guys had to step up, like sure. you mentioned, Rozier, Tatum, and Brown. They all got the opportunity to play. A lot of games. Start games. Rolling in the fire very early. Yes. Yeah.
2: Like I said, get from the Cubs because they may get to the championship and experience may hurt them, but the fact that they they tasted blood, mm-hmm. they understand what they can do, and that's what out there technically two best players. So, like I said, that's a great situation going on in Boston, giving a lot of credit to Ainge in order to, you know, drafting well, trading well, getting what he's done, and you know, Steve has being a great coach, he'll he'll figure it out. Yeah, he's a dope coach. Just to ask you, who's rookie of the year? I'm biased. I love Donovan Mitchell. Okay, right we are good then. We spoke last year. <laughs> we biased I was together. this close to getting a kid for free
1: draft. <laughs> oh so,
2: man. Um, uh, I'm just a Donovan Mitchell fan. Me too. And well, it's yeah. not a knock on Ben Simmons; it's that I just think the the workload was a little more. In a tougher conference, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, no, not gonna be He's definitely most deserving. Me personally, which my way is never really the way, but you are be stupid not to do uh for uh, years. Yeah, which is the way they broke the the voting down. It can't happen unless everybody goes in with the mindset of give him another, a certain amount of votes, give the other a certain amount of votes, and then even one other give Tatum. Some votes that way it balances out to be even, but it's technically uneven on purpose. So, guys can't get the same amount of votes for uh first place or who gets the award. But I'm hoping all the media people that are voting go in there and get on a group text and be like, Look, you vote this, I vote this, and let's make sure they get going. Go over to the year because this should be the first time since Jason Kidd Hill Grand Hill. Yeah, I think that they're you can't like one can't watch the other get the award, like they're both deserving.
1: True, true. Because I I, I said before, like on the podcast, we had a discussion about it. I felt like because Donovan, this is his first season. He was in college last year. Didn't get to experience anything as far as NBA lifestyle goes. Ben got drafted the year before. Though he didn't play, he still was able to have a front row seat, see what the lifestyle is like, see what the workload is like. Learn all the stuff. Travel had that that head start. I feel like Donovan, like you said, had a tougher workload. He, his team was with an eighth place at All Star break. He willed him to fourth. Yeah, yeah. Like play. nobody in thought that that would happen in the West. In the West, like nobody it, it thought just, that. Just, just think about his matchups.
2: His every night matchup is insane. A little tougher insane. Like, that's why, I'm like. His workload is a lot crazier. And a lot of people don't take that for credit. I mean, take that for granted what you mentioned about Ben Simmons going through an NBA year. Yeah. One thing we didn't tell people, or what we didn't mention, is he went through practice. So he still learned the game, the whole thing about the language, the mm-hmm. speed of it, like whether you're not playing or not, but being there, and watching your players go through it, here, your coach, was just like watching film for 82 games, you know, and he improved in that mm-hmm. aspect because he learned the NBA game, he had a chance to learn it. He was not thrown in the fire as fast as Donovan Mitchell was. Like, hey, star player going, you're our first pick, save us. Yeah. We thought Utah was in a rebuilding year, and now you're looking at Utah like it's one of the best teams <laughs> in the West. So that's why I personally give Donovan Mitchell the nod on uh, for rookie year because I just think he did a little more. He deserved a lot, but I believe he did a little. Yeah, more. he deserves it.
1: He definitely. I mean, this guy. He's been talking about Donovan Mitchell since the draft, so...
0: Yeah, college. I thought I was a fan, so... I'm, I, I'm, I'm biased.
1: Honestly, I honestly didn't know too much about him. I you. The kid wanted to go back to school.
2: I'm wow. biased. Because
1: yeah. he was he just testing like, the waters, Paul, right? I want
2: to say Paul George. He went back to Louisville. Really? He, his mother represented him. He didn't have an agent. He didn't really, like, go through the pre-draft process. and He was ready to go back to Louisville. Wow. And he worked out for a handful of teams. And it was just like, hey, you should stay in the draft. It's a stud, man.
0: Injuries help. Look, because Rubio went down, they said we need you to run the one and the two. It worked for him. And Gobert Rod- was inconsistent. He was hurt. It was just, and then Hayward was gone.
1: And they got Rodney Hood out of there, which wasn't hurt. No, but I mean, I I know Don't going. Take shots at no, no, Rodney. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> taking shots at him. But I'm just saying, like I know going into this season, Utah was looking to Rodney Hood to be that they were each other. I think yeah. both
2: of those guys were on the floor, Dave, Utah and Edge. Right. Which is crazy because I, I hope the world doesn't forget about Rodney Hood how good he was in Utah. The reason why he was a part of that trade. Now, of course, once we talked about it earlier, the pre-draft process was about how character issues can affect your career. So, apparently, there was things about Rodney that they were willing to give up because they just didn't feel like he was character. Whatever it was, it was like, no, we need to get rid of him.
1: But it wasn't because he wasn't a good player. No. I mean, and they tried to put him on blast with the whole Cleveland thing when he didn't want to go in the game. And- you- I get it. I player. mean, yeah, I, I got it. Piss me off, but I get it as a player.
2: You know, like the one thing, and give credit to DeMar DeRozan and uh, Kevin Love for bringing the light to the mental issues of mm-hmm. basketball. I can't understand. They're still people. And we suffer embarrassment and, you know, how we. Feel about how we play, you know. And I've been in that situation when I, I was a freshman in high school, where it's like a minute left, like it's embarrassing. When I was a freshman, so I was like, cool, I don't care. But if you did that to me as a junior, I'm like, what, right? Oh, no, like, no, nah, yo, let's not gonna change it. I'm not gonna get in score 20 points right, right now. That like, <laughs> get into somebody else, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, his ego is like, Nah, man, I, I'm cold. I mean, I'm not like, don't do me like that. Like I said, I get it.
1: As a coach, I'm like, hey, I want you to get out there. Just go do what you're told us. So, I see both sides of it. Yeah. He had it rough. So like you said, like I I I also hope that people don't forget what he did in Utah. He they was, they forgot crazy.
0: already, okay? Yeah,
1: they they forgot, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they
0: everybody just remembers Cleveland and they LeBron wanted them to forget too. That's why he came out with the broken hand thing, all right? He was like, Look, I got swept but I had a broken hand.
2: It says uh during the interview,
0: he said that was the best supporting cast he had all series. <laughs> that's cool. I don't even know what happened to Jordan Clarkson.
2: Oh, that's crazy! I just saw Jordan.
0: I was, a, I, I just don't understand. Like, I need to
2: say
0: this. And I'm not taking shots at him, but I'm like, damn, what happened?
2: I need to say this. All right, go I need ahead. This off my chest.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: I think the basketball world is getting. Has begun, has begun to get caught up in trendy arguments. Why is it that the moment J.R. Smith had his mishaps that everyone blamed him? But if you look at it from a basketball perspective, he did nothing wrong. never you ever got who missed the game with a free throw. Exactly. one thing. And then second, when we talk about the whole Kobe Drake thing, who told LeBron to pass the ball? Like if you're that guy, go win the game, you know. But I hated how everyone came down on Jr. as if he literally lost the game. The game was tied. Best thing he could have done was not do anything. As a coach, as even LeBron, who has a, a, a apparently exceptional memory and uh, recalling the game and knowing what's going on. If you didn't have a timeout, put a timeout.
0: Right, that was my you, you
2: day. a timeout. Like what he did was he made sure you didn't lose. He got the rebound and ran away. Whether he would have took a J.R. Smith type shot, <laughs> KD blocked it. They called time about three seconds. You got Steph Curry on the team. We've seen him throw up stuff from half court, go in, game over. Right. You know, Kurt calls a play. KD gets a game over. Like they, they have, like he didn't do anything to hurt him. Granted, it was so fast that it didn't, You didn't get a shot off, but he didn't hurt you. Mm-hmm. And he damn sure was not the reason you went. You went. You got down seventeen to seven in overtime. So I felt that the world is so. Quick to catch on where everybody else thinks it's an issue when we overlook the actual issue. George Hill shouldn't have missed the free throw. George Hill
1: got no fight. Like, you should have not missed
2: the free throw, LeBron, if you knew you had a timeout. Like, Call the timeout. When time they saw the video and he said, oh, we had a timeout. And he was like, that's your fault. Like, don't come off on Jared Smith because he technically, if he would have played for me, I would have, like, thank you because you didn't throw it, you didn't give them the ball. <laughs> like, worst case scenario, we got the last shot, we're going overtime. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You give us another three to five minutes. I think five minutes. You give us five minutes to try to win a game. So I don't. I don't get why they, why the people, the media, us, the spectators, were so hard on him he literally didn't do anything
0: wrong. Because they have to look to blame to somebody. They have okay. to blame somebody. But that's at, because we're
2: trendy. Yeah, no, that's because we're trendy. Yeah,
0: if and the memes and everything. And it's over.
2: It. Now I gotta say it a lot. Yeah. Right, yeah. but no, I was I was against the grain the entire time. And, you know I live with that because people say, like, "Why are you?" I'm like, "No, like, what did he do? He grabbed the rebound and ran out. He didn't give him the ball back. He didn't turn it over. He didn't travel to where right. He didn't do anything that hurt you. The person that hurt you, y'all let off the hook. Oh, he missed the free throw. That that hurt. Yeah, on the road, championship game. You need
1: this significant game. You made game. that
2: free throw to pressure on Right. Go to state to go down, run a play in four seconds and beat you. You can still a little minimum of this. Like, it's not because the kid rebounded and held the ball, so we make sure we go to overtime. So.
0: so I have a question about that. So certain players, maybe Mike Kobe, after the first free throw is made, can't there be a conversation amongst all your players? Like LeBron could have let JR and all these guys. We have a timeout, or Lou as a coach, we have a timeout, guys. Make or miss, we have a timeout. And then you know, okay, this is what now, okay, I'm good. But it was no conversation at all. I guess they assumed that he was going to make the free throw or whatever. Jr. I don't know what he was going on mentally in his head, but But he said,
1: but Jr. said he brought it out because he's looking to for them to call the timeout, and nobody did anything.
0: And then Jr. also said he thought they were up one.
1: So. He killed himself. He in his, did. In his
2: explanation he did. of what he said. Because I'm not condoning. <laughs> I'm not condoning <laughs> the response to the action. No, that's not. We're not there. I'm saying that what he did is not necessarily wrong. Not what he said. Lee, right. an idiot. Yeah. And yes. I saw Jr. and we know Jr. because he's coming here west going so personally. Can't wait to say Jr. You know you messed up, bro. Say off to him. Yes. But off his action, he should have gotten that much. You know. Flag for it because right not anything wrong. But yes, to your answer, uh, Kyle. We know that. The first people should be fired is assistant coaches. That's your job. You have mm-hmm. nothing else to do. There's a coach literally that sits there and watch fouls, timeouts, mm-hmm. fatigue, anything Like that's your job. Hey, hey Luke, you know, we got one if we need one. If we get this rebound, if you miss, we'll get a timeout, we get a play call win a game. Everyone should know that.
0: Okay.
2: You know, yes, LeBron should have went to George or when he got his original, when he first got fouled. You know, most guys go up and you shake hands. That's what I'm, you yeah. You shake it with Hey, fellas, knock these down. If you don't, we get a rebound. We got a timeout left. We'll get it. Okay. If not, we're going to get back and, you know, scramble back on, pick up on defense. Like, you have to have a plan B, which they did not have, apparently.
0: Yeah, they could have called timeout and advanced the ball. is no Drew. I the mean. first thing
2: he could have did as soon as he got it, and I've been caught that moment before, you have to make that call. Tyron Lucius that Tyron. Right. Do a towel on the floor. Something. The stack <laughs> Something. As soon as he got it, like, I've been a prisoner at the moment before. And him being a former Maria player, he knows better. But like, he was a prisoner at the moment. He saw it. Like, oh, Mr. Freezeball. I've oh, got a i got a time.
0: They were so, I believe they were so shocked that they were in that situation, like he's saying, a, getting ready to be up one on the Warriors mm-hmm. in game one, that they weren't prepared for it. Like he just said.
1: Like not one soul looked to call a timeout.
0: That's so crazy.
1: Any, if you look at it, nobody on the floor. I think everybody was so shocked that J.R. got well, the my rebound. My whole thing is in his defense, what did you think
2: he was supposed to do? He got the rebound next to a six eleven guy that is actually let's not let's not take anything from K D has had a hell of a defensive year. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, blocking shots, like, KD, he could be yeah, first team on defense. He could. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had a hell of a year defense. So he showed a lot of grit that he can play both ends. And if he blocks that shot, or you miss, it's like, here's the here's a double-edged sword. Oh, you could have saved for the last shot. Like, or you could have made it. Right. <laughs> so like, like, you put it, he was in a situation where I felt, even though he accidentally messed up, he still made the right decision. Like, worst-case scenario, we won't lose. This mistake will not lose the game. Nope. So I was perfectly fine with that. But I think, as, as Kyle was saying, was like, there was no plan B. There was never a plan B. Now, either you put too much faith in George Hill, or you didn't put enough faith in your team. Right. You know, and I think that's what it was. Like, oh, we're half bullshit. We're here. Excuse my name. We're here. We're oh. We're for one of the game, like,
0: Against like, the Warriors, you know what saying, stealing one in Golden State. Yeah,
1: the nerves got real tight.
0: After that, after it went overtime, as we text, I said, the series is over. They're getting swept. Well,
1: because we, we had it, like <laughs> a prediction thing. and We both said the the Cavs would steal that one, and then they wouldn't win anymore. Yeah, if they games. would have stolen game one, they wouldn't have a chance to win the series. I agree with that. Cause they Cause had it, ch- it's deflating.
2: It right? is. This is what we do. We're all basketball players. It's deflating when you do everything you can to win a game to lose, And you still lose. Mind you, in the perfect world, you have to do everything right to beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And you did. You know, I remember, like, I didn't watch all of it because I just can't stand watching basketball. But um, as I would flip in and out, like, they're really in this game. Like, you oh, they're winning. Like, yeah. And then when I found out, you know, that they went overtime and I was like, oh, Jr. blew it. And I'm thinking, like, he had did something really crazy to blow it. And then I'm sitting watching, I'm like, well, they, they still got a chance to win the game. Five more minutes. LeBron is the greatest player on the planet. Like, did take not over. did not They're show just, up. You know, take over. And when they lost it, I was like, it's deflating, like, well, he's morally shot. deflating. Like, Damn, we were we had this, and we mm-hmm. let it go. Like, how many more chances would that happen? You know, you know Minds of the opposing team is like, we can't do this again. Like, we gave it, mm-hmm. we almost gave that away. You know, so
0: and yeah, they learned. Steph and them learned. They adjusted. Which is the, the reason they were so successful? LeBron
2: not did everything not the chest on the fly. I don't agree.
0: No? in that mean. game one? I
2: don't know. no not I thought it was the like series. No, no, no,
0: no. I'm saying game one. Yes, F- yes. 51-8. Sure. 51-8-8. F- sure, no, right. right. I'm not saying there were a lot of moments where we saw some switches where Steph, him, and it was a pick-and-roll switch. hmm Steph didn't even touch LeBron on the switch. LeBron just went and he was like, okay. When he could have guarded KD in game three, I think it was, and KD had the 42. He broke his hand. Oh, here we go. That's the new one. That's the new one. If you, if, if him you, I
2: broke special, he, he had a few 40 years. That's what I'm saying. That was a triple double. <laughs> that's of, what I'm saying. Um, if you broke
0: your hand and, and the end of game one, you didn't need to let people know
2: at the end of game one. Oh, it's no, bro. I, I will give him this. I will give him credit for manning up <laughs> and not using that as an excuse. Exactly, and I think that's exactly what he and was that's trying what the, to do. That was the narrative. The narrative is. I'm not going to give people an excuse if we lose. Like, we get set because I broke my hand in game one, and now it's like, oh, well, the game's over. Just like when Houston lost Chris Parry, but this, the series is over. So imagine Brown coming out after game one in a cast, saying, yeah, I broke my hand, but I'm going to try and say, I'm going to play through it. Now when they lose, it's expected. So I respect him as a, his team, because his team, his medical team, and his, uh, his, his, his own organization. We're like, we're not going to tell anybody. So... Fight through with no excuse. That's, That's what, what I say. So
0: I have a question about that. Also, <laughs> this is a question. LeBron came out after game four saying he broke his hand. In my mind, I'm like, oh, this now this dumbed down the Warriors winning because now it's like he he had a broken hand. They're not talking about him getting swept in this whole goat talk that you mentioned, Mr. Hill. Now it's like, well, LeBron did get they got swept, but he had a broken hand. He did this with a broken hand.
2: But that adds to his legacy, Kyle, Like he was able to get as far as he got and was able to at least be in my Jimmy, They were blown out twice, but he was he was able to still survive that blow, which is, a, you know, a, a test of his mettle. You know, like, I had a broken hand. I was still out there playing. Mm. You know, when you look at the, what's my name? He's with the Knicks. They got hurt. And then ran back oh, wow, out. Willis it Reed. It's that moment. We're like, he could have quit. Like So let's do this. Let's flip it. He breaks his hand and says he's not playing anymore. Now, how do you feel about the series? Hmm. It's going to be the same same narrative. No LeBron, series over. The Raiders are going to drop him completely. Completely. So now it's, that's still going to, the whole thing now with the Warriors and swepping. Oh, LeBron didn't play. Right. So it's lose, lose for him. Okay. You know, the way he did it, though, the way he went out was something I respect, cause he went out guns blazing. You know, like if I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna I'm a lose, and
0: then be like, "Well, yeah, I did break my hand," but you can, you, you wouldn't have known because he tried. Yeah. You
2: know, so I
0: was, I was, I was okay with that. Okay, I got that. I got that. Hey, Amen. That's your boy. He's hey. a bad boy. Hey. I, don't have no, I don't have nothing to say bad about Best LeBron. I, Best I don't have nothing bad to say about him. He definitely <laughs> needs some help though. He
1: needs help. He
2: definitely does. I
0: agree. Them dudes out there are still, at Larry Nance Jr. Them dudes are still in the check.
2: <laughs> yes,
1: and no. yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, it, the, the only reason we're
2: saying this is because they ran into a move the logic. Yeah. You know, the Warriors are really that good. And, if you did have Kyrie, if everyone was healthy, in a perfect world, they were still against all odds. That's just a tough team in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they have all the right pieces to be special and
0: keep building.
2: Yeah, so getting younger. I mean, I was it was great to see Jordan Bell get out there and play and Kevon Lee, I mean, look what Javale McGee did, Sean Livingston. Like they already have five players that are hard to beat. They yeah, a bench adds like,
0: another and, five, right? David West, <laughs> another <laughs> another so five.
2: Like, like it, it, it makes it very difficult when they're able to throw different lineups at you. When mind you, if LeBron did have his best five. You don't have his best eight. <laughs> you don't have another best nine. So it's like when he sub, when they sub, we sub. They're still better, mm-hmm. you know. So I got that. That's where this whole you know LeBron mania comes into conversation. It's like you need to go somewhere where they can help all the way. <laughs> they got a little depth. They have the right superstars because the formula is Golden
1: State now. There's no other formula to win. And before we get out of here, just the last question. How long do you think this trend is going to last? I mean, trends are, trends break. So, right. the one thing we're going to run into if you go to state is
2: ego and money always trumps everything. You know, at some point, how many rings are enough versus I'm going to go, I'm going to retire soon. You know, like how many more years I got left in this body? KD jumped around by retiring by 35. Yeah. Seven years, six years,
0: like, And Draymond said he's not doing the extension, so he's going to be. I mean, he's, doing, he's not doing
2: the extension because of the incentive. That's max There's an incentive if he takes the extension now, he loses it. Same thing with Kyrie. Told Boston he's not looking for an extension because if he plays two years and, and gets the actual requirements, he can he'll 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 leave seventy million on the table. Oh wow! So same thing with Draymond. Like you're leaving money on the table signing an extension because you're eligible for a supermax eventually. Right. So, you just bet on yourself. Gotcha. Um, but that's where everything crumbles. How much longer is Clay, Draymond, even KD for that matter, willing to not be what they're worth? Is winning everything, or is it being able to walk away at 35 with 200, 300 M's in your account? You know what I'm saying? So, that's where the game breaks down because the one thing you'll learn, and I learned this from being around Kobe, is you'll never make what you're worth. Mm. So if you get close to it, try your best. They'll never make what they're worth. So if Draymond knows, hey, I need one more ring, I got four rings, my my legacy is cemented. Why not go to team X Y Z for for 185 million? True, play four years, and y'all, you know, you don't forget my bad years. You know, but I go make my money now, and you know, try to help a team went over there, be be a different player. You know, you have goals and challenges. As an individual, like how many rings are enough? Which of the issues, though, to state will run into eventually?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever think the game will get back to big man dominated game? Uh, uh, you gotta over? check the food markets, man. <laughs> Whole Foods and Trader Joe's <laughs> and Vines and
2: Rouse and kind of see what they're eating because that's the, the flow of the game is going that way. You know, everybody's lean and, and hybrid athletes. Cause mm-hmm. I remember when we had the conversation, Cal and I were talking about how the body types changed. I remember there was an era when you had to, be, you had to have some weight on you yeah. to play. And now, anything over 220 is obese in the league. That's crazy. That's that vegan life. And so whether it's vegan or Presbyterian, whatever <laughs> these diets are, it's just the league is, like, leaned out. And I don't know if the big man or I don't know if you're – I mean, even if the kids are coming up, I don't know if you're trying to build them that way. You know, when Shaq had his era, you remember, that's why Dwight Howard came away. You know, yeah. you know about to keep getting pumped and <laughs> bullied, and you know what I'm saying so. Eddie Curry's and the Tyson's and the Kwame's like they were big boys. Damn, so, Eddie Curry. So you got to think damn. about now that everybody is Anthony Davis. The last one dying agree is the Marcus Cousins. Yeah, that's I don't think true. there's anybody bigger than him in the league. You know that I can Ma- think uh, of. Well, Marcus
1: Austin, damn, set out a ton. Yeah, so he may still
2: have weight, but he's not the Marcus. No. All. Yeah, we remember that was, you know, big shabby and moving people. Nobody.
0: We talked yeah, about that. There's
2: nobody. The Marcus might be the biggest yeah.
0: player. Yeah. We I, talked about the old Kevin Love. That's why yeah, he keep getting...
1: We
2: old get,
0: Kevin Love. We get, we beat talk, he <laughs> boy, beat up now. beat up I told, I told <laughs> Kyle, I was <laughs> like,
1: he need to go eat something. because yeah, he, he wasn't beat up like that in Minnesota. <laughs> no. Like, now everything's See? fragile. And he's breaking
0: shit. I told you. Know, all you all you called problem. it. Yeah. I'm trying to think. No, he's right. I think Boogie is the biggest. He's
2: the biggest player in the world. In terms of uh, sign, and they
0: said he's been losing because of the injury, obviously. But
2: but he, I mean, but he has to because I can speak for injuries. Um, you know, you don't want to you don't want to rehab at a weight that's overweight. You know, what I'm saying? like you can always gain weight, hopefully, but you want to lose as much so you take the pressure off the injury. Mm-hmm. So then, if you're if, if you're too if you're overweight on the injury, when you lose weight, there's a different push pull on muscles. So you want to lose as much as you can, so you feel comfortable. In there. And then, as you gradually you can gain weight, you'll it'll adjust with you. But having too much weight on it in the beginning can actually hurt you. Mm. That's why everybody lose weight through their rehab process.
0: Just talk a little more about CLC if they hadn't. Uh, just your, your company in general, if you don't mind.
1: Like, I mean, like what's going going forward? Like w- what you I mean, doing? I never mind talking about my business. Nah, yeah, you right?
2: got to so man. You included, but um, the brand is doing very well, man. I'm very happy about it, you know, this year on my birthday, I'll be in year eight, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about the future, the growth of it. Um, I'm more excited about the fact that I didn't give up on that dream. You know, when I built this, this wasn't how I saw it. You know, I did this purely on trying to help people. I didn't think that I would become a gatekeeper. You know, I didn't think that I would have such an impact in LA basketball. You know, I knew because I'm from here, and I play. You know, people knew me, but I didn't know I would be the the reason people would still play or still get jobs or watch some of these dreams come true. I didn't think that was a, that my initial goal, but um, the brand is expanding globally, uh, constantly moving. You know, uh, the next step for me, which my challenge is, I don't know if we spoke about it last time, but. I'm really into this coaching thing, man.
1: Yeah, we. You know, I think we touched on it a little bit. I'm
2: really trying to get into that field. You know, this is the first summer I've actually hired assistants. You know, I have interns now. I guess I'm a boss now. I guess I got, I got interns. I got schedules and payroll. But um, you know, I'm trying to transition. You know, the challenge was to could I get players better? I think i I think I've been able to prove that. Now, can I coach a team? Can I be a Brad Stevens? Can I be, you know, the next young coach to come in and affect the game? And that's kind of been my challenge the last year, year and a half. And that's why I take a true league so serious and being able to try to win that and, you know, actually coach. Yeah, with my roster, I can walk in the gym, sit down and say nothing. And my talent alone will probably win. But I police them because, one, I work with all my players. And two, I use that to build the, the, the courage, build the, the 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 mindset of being a coach, you know, being able to police your best talent, to be able to look at a Jonathan Gibson, a Pat Rimbert or Chuck Garcia, and tell them when he's messing up, and for him to have that same respect, and listen to me, you know, and be able to sub your superstars, you know. We saw that with uh, Dwayne Casey, with DeMar. Like, sometimes it's not easy. Like, you have to understand as a coach, that's not easy. To look at the old person, now, mind you, we're not talking about money, but your franchise guy is on the bench and you're winning, and it's like, when do I put him in or do I put him in? You know, I deal with those issues with these players, you know. Like, I don't think I've ever set give more than three minutes in seven years. Wow. You know, like, I don't sub him out, <laughs> you know. But when he's in foul trouble, Kyle, do I take that risk? Do I play the analytics? It's like, dang, he, he can survive with three fouls in the first half, you know. There's no numbers in my game where I have to look at that stuff, but it's just it helps me grow, and that that is giving me more of the edge and uh, what I'm trying to do. So C.L.C. will be along for, will be around for years. I'll always uh, have the brand, and I'll continue to use that to, you know, uh, catapult me into the next next part of my business or next part of my career. Um, but hopefully, the next time we have a conversation, it'll be announcing that I'm the head coach at some university or some team overseas or I'm on some NBA G League or NBA staff.
1: That was going to be my next question to you. So you're going straight for head coaching. You don't want I mean, I don't want to put you in the box here, but, like, you don't want to be an assistant coach. I don't know, man. I don't think I appeal to authority that well, you know, because I've
2: been the alpha male for a long time, whether being as a player or being as a coach. You know, mind you, I had the blessing or the luxury of not ever have to work for anybody.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, when I got done playing
2: because of injuries, I created my business. So no one tells me when to get up, how to work, when to work. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not. I, I'm not sure that initially I would adjust, but of course I'm, I'm smart and I have to be in that in that in that regard to understand if the San Antonio Spurs call me as an assistant that I'm not going to be a, I'm going to be a fool not to listen to Popovich. You know what I'm saying? Like no, I I would definitely don't. I would definitely take the role, but I would challenge the role. You know, I'm not cool with, and it's no knock on the NBA, but, I'm not sure how these dudes be 10 plus 15 year assistants. Right. Like, I personally, you know, like, I think me and Kyle spoke about our last uh, podcast where, I remember saying, I couldn't be in the NBA if I didn't play. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Oh man, I'm getting a check. That ain't good enough. <laughs> like that for me, I'm not saying you, but right, right, yeah, right, right. Crazy if you think about the. Like, I want to play. You right, know what I'm like you keep the money, bro. Just let me, let me. Get yeah, money, you know, that's why thing. I'm here. Same thing with coaching. Like I don't see, mind you, I don't know the business to that regard, so I can't sit there and say why their coaches that long or their tenures are that long. Um, but I would challenge that. Brad Stevens did it, and I definitely will take a page out of his book. Um, but he had college experience, but which I have none. But I definitely want to get in there and get my feet wet, and then i am coming for the top spot. But the coach knows that. When you hire me, you know, like, hey, Pop, I love you, but uh, you have about five years, bro, <laughs> and I'm on your heels. Like, yeah, I'm going to learn everything, right. and I'm going to try to take your job. So, right. But that's because I'm so hungry to be at the top, and I'm trying to be at the top in everything I've always done. Whether player, whether trainer, and then
1: uh, eventually become a coach. I think you're on your way, bro. Thank yeah,
0: you. yeah. We wish you the best, man. I, you.
1: I watch you, you on the sidelines, and I'm like, he got it. He got it. Hi. No, Boy, you got yeah. it. Hot. No, you <laughs> got it. <laughs> you got it. Because when I go to the Drew, I kind of like watch everything. I try to watch the demeanor of the coaches and how you know, like, just from talking to you and you know, sharing like the the stuff that you share with us. I try to look at different coaches and, like, how are they trying to help these players? Are they there just for them, or are they there trying to get their players in the best situation that they can? Right, right, right. And I, I watch you, and I, I see I see you doing a great job with Thank these you, guys. Right, right. But you hit on a good point, and we can finish with this, is there's a bigger picture. All right. you know, like I said, I'm probably the most invested in
2: the Drew League because it's my players – It's my team, and it's me helping my players, you know. So I don't look at it as just like, oh, I just want to be involved. You know, I've participated in all the programs. So I'm doing this for my guys, you know. The only players that play for me are guys that I see every day in that gym. The guys that I'm sitting there saying, hey, Dorian, we got to work on this. So we're going to work on this Monday through Friday. And guess what? I got the plug. I'm the plug. We're going to work on this on Wednesday in Air West. Mm -hmm. I want to say I worked in Air West. Then you know what? I'm gonna coach you so you can do it on the weekend as the drew league at the top at the highest mm-hmm. level in the summer to see if it works all the time. So I'm with you, I'm invested seven days a week. Then once the summer hits, I let you leave the nest. But not too far, because I'm quick to get on a plane and come make sure our product is working. Right. You know? so I'm I'm super, I'm heavily invested in my product, you know, which is how I was taught. Those who flourish in that business have to be. Tim Grover lived with Jordan. He lived with Kobe, he lived with Dwayne Wade. You know what I'm saying? Like waking you up at 4:30, your breakfast ready, the car outside, you know, clothes picked out for you. Like our time to go. Like I'm invested. I'm I'm literally here. I'm helping these guys with their agents, contracts. Side pieces. But I'm literally
0: invested in my players and invested in my brand that I go all the way out for it. That's dope. That's amazing. Thank you. So we're going to end it with something fun. It's called uh, word association. Oh, yeah. So so we'll give you an example. I'll say Kobe, and the first thought, this word comes to mind. You just give it back. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 All right.
2: <laughs> well
0: you can't be badass. So uh first thing would be Great Western form.
2: Legendary. Okay. I think it would have been
0: All right. Uh Phil Jackson.
2: Zen master. Okay. Uh John Wooden. Oh come on man. You know that's uh that's you that's, that's title after title.
0: Okay. Uh four point line.
2: Never <laughs> for what? <laughs> Kobe. don't
0: change the game Co- Kobe Bryant
2: the goat that's it oh I thought I was ready I was no ready. no that's it that's yeah, it that's four. it yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that's it that's <laughs> it that's oh, it that's it that's it so it's just word associated movie we'll be doing from now on but we wanted to experiment with you Keon because yeah, you're sure. family so we appreciate, appreciate you um, coming on this show man and inviting us to air west at the secret location always and we enjoy seeing you in the Drew.
2: Oh, man, look, I listen. As, as always, as extended your family, you know, even being in my household, which many people have never been in
0: and, We appreciate and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: love when a text message comes up and we're talking business, or even when I see you guys and we're talking yeah. basketball. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to have a voice and also to show the ability of the person that a lot of people look up to or a lot of people have questions about. Like you said it in our first, like you thought that I was somebody way different based on the hype that you heard. We did, and for me to be able to, oh, man, we, whatever y'all want to do, like and I'm glad you're able to humanize me, so people don't think that you know I'm just some unreachable, untouchable, you know, guy that has that guys that has everything. You know, I used to be surprised if you looked at these Instagram uh, DMs that I get from like Air when guys are like, "Oh, I want to play," and then I would actually respond I was like, "Oh, I didn't think you were gonna respond." I was like, "No, nah, man, like, send me a video." Yeah. and I'll talk to like, "Oh, really?" Like, "Yeah, bro, it's it's open gym, man. I don't mind one or two guys coming in to see if you can play." Right. You know, guys hit me up like randomly about, "Oh, man, like, how much do you charge to train?" I'm like, "Well, well, how old are you? I'm in high school, it's probably free. You make it to the gym." And oh, I'm in Atlanta. Well.
1: I mean, yeah.
2: write you a program really you do that like man look I'm just trying to help like if I can help you I'll do, I'll do my best to help you but you know at the end of the day I'm, I come from the same place you come from
1: I was going to ask you this off off subject but me and Kyle have a YouTube channel we thought it might be a fun thing for us to go through a training a workout with you. oh I train you guys yes.
0: or just a workout uh, just a one just workout like a session yeah yeah just an hour or whatever or what 40 minutes go
2: through one of my workouts yes, yes sir.
1: Oh, set
0: it up. <laughs> so y'all heard it. We're gonna have oh, it filmed, y'all heard. It. Oh yeah. Yes.
1: So y'all heard it. Um because cause because one thing with the brand is yeah, we do clothes and we do a podcast, but we also want to um shed light on different aspects of the basketball culture. Of course. Like every, everybody doesn't know about you know what goes into a training session. Uh, what these players go through so I just thought it might be a good thing for us to kind of show and shed light on those type yeah, of yeah. things and I think I mean for us it would be cool to go through a, oh, no, a, a pro course, style I, I love it like I said I would definitely love to you know
2: uh, introduce you into what I do like behind closed doors of course we won't get into the exact details or yeah. anything I won't be mm-hmm. hidden gems but nah, 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 nah. Enough that just enough just enough and they know the mm-hmm. difference in you know what I tell people Working out versus training. Yeah, you know anybody can work you out. That's pretty much get you a sweat, get you tired, you go home. But training, when you're working with a specialist or a skill developer, as my as myself, I'm breaking you down detail by detail. Like your shirt could be on wrong, and I have to fix that so you understand how the rest of your outfit works. Wow, you know, and that's kind of the the mindset I have to play with these guys, to where they understand in the smallest detail to get it on the larger. So I would love to be able to show you certain footwork, certain movements and angles that you definitely have never thought about and you may have seen other guys doing it and I wonder how they see it. I'm able to open your eyes to it. So yes, please set that up. Yeah, right. damn,
1: I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Man, I was getting excited because I, I, I think I text you like, yo, bro, I need some training. I'm trying to go overseas. Gotcha. all right y'all heard it
0: so y'all look forward to, we'll, we'll get that situa- started we'll get it situated and started and we'll have a video up uh, Keon, you want to give out your social media for your company your business so they know or of course
2: um, if you're trying to reach me on Instagram I have three uh, three pages you have at keyz 0501 is my personal Instagram uh, you have the business Instagram which is CLC underscore basketball. That's if you want to follow any of the players that I work with, whether summer or overseas. Um, sometimes I do post videos on there, but it's kind of just a page that you can see the players that I work with. And then, of course, we have uh, Air West, Air underscore West, which is a lot of highlight videos and, you know, more socially active uh, for the people to see the open run and what we do.
0: Cool. Yeah. Um... And as you you know, uh, Hardwood Brand is the website for us. All our social media is on there. YouTube is on there as well. And all our podcasts, go back and check them out. I'm um, signing off. Old Man Ross, Sweatsuits and New Balances. It's
1: your boy D. Hill, Gift Card Bandit. Hey. You know, I'm about to get some new gift cards. Father's Day. Oh, my God.
0: Don't <laughs> Hey, don't send him any gift cards, please. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Spread love and not hate. Get in the
1: gym, shoot some jumpers, at
0: least about eight. All right, man. Y'all be safe. God bless. Peace out. Yeah.